welcome back to another episode of the Kingfisher Podcast with Eric and Bronwyn Whitley. We're really excited to be with you today, and uh, we're going to be talking about a topic that is so super important for the church and for people in general, but uh, I feel like is not spoken about enough in the world, and we're talking about forgiveness. Before we get started on that, how was your week? Oh, my week. Um, it's been a really busy week, um, productive week, I feel like. But, uh, yeah, doing really well. Thanks. How about you? Well, we now officially have two teenagers in the house. That's right. That's right. Um, our son turned 13. So, you know, pray for us. Yes. <laughs> Lots of prayer, please. No, it's, I mean, it was It was great. We had a bunch of 13-year-old boys over for a party, and it was, uh, you know, loud. Uh, makes me happy that we only have one 13-year-old boy <laughs> and not multiple. Yeah, it was quite an intense uh, experience. We, I think we collapsed. We, we felt pretty old, actually, didn't we? Well, especially when they asked to play their music. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I went, yeah. I don't even recognize that type of music. I, I felt very old. Yeah, me too. All right, well, let's talk about forgiveness. Now, as you know, I love old Western movies and cowboy stuff and anything to do with the Old West. And when you watch those kind of movies, there's usually a, a theme to them. Usually something happens at the beginning where some poor innocent somebody gets shot or robbed or something happens. And then it comes in the, the hero. And he comes and he takes revenge and he gets back at the baddies that have done the, the harm. And it makes for usually a really great movie, at least in my opinion. I enjoy all the gun Yeah, fights. it's just one of the tropes in the genre. Oh, yeah. As you know, go. I'm an author, so I, uh, I know all about the tropes. And one of the main tropes in a Western is vengeance. So, yes. And as I say, in a Western movie, vengeance is a, is a great, fun, entertaining thing to watch because we feel very vindicated when they finally shoot down the last baddie and it's all over. You know, there's usually some sort of gunfight at the end. But in real life, when bad things happen to us, vengeance is not really a great option. You know, we don't want uh, to be running around and taking vengeance on everybody that's done us harm. It doesn't usually work well. It doesn't go well. And as as a Christian... God's actually told us to to do this differently. When someone has offended us, when someone has hurt us, he actually says, don't take vengeance. In fact, he claims vengeance is his. He says, vengeance is mine and that he will repay. But that makes us sometimes feel a little bit helpless or makes us feel a little bit like, well, I want to see justice done and I feel powerless to, to see that happen. Yeah, I mean, Jesus turned the whole narrative on its head when he came along because in the the culture that he lived in at the time, it really was an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. And he came along and he said, actually, you know what? When someone harms you, hurts you, offends you, turn the other cheek. I know. He always talks about forgiveness. Forgiveness is is a really big theme and topic throughout the Bible. In fact, it's through forgiveness of our sins by Jesus that we can even have a relationship have a relationship with God. It's through forgiveness. It's his forgiveness shown towards us. And pretty much he sets that principle. God is always the one who he's the creator. So he always initiates things. He starts things and we respond. And his response or his initiation is 
I'm going to forgive so that you and I can be in relationship together. But when it comes to our earthly relationships, forgiveness is a really hard thing. We think it's kind of a simple thing or something that shouldn't be hard to do, but yet I know so many people struggle to forgive those that have offended or hurt them in the past. Yeah, and and there is a bit of a uh, trend at the moment, a modern trend, where non-Christians uh, in particular are moving away from this idea of forgiveness and they're starting to say, you know, that's abusive to expect someone to forgive or why should anyone have to forgive because it's too traumatic and and they're really starting to reject this whole idea, which is a Christian idea of forgiveness. Yeah, and I just feel like it actually, I think it's human nature. It feels good to have that against someone, to hold on to it and go, I don't like you and I'm not going to show you any kindness because you hurt me sometime. And it feels good to hold on to that. Yeah, I mean, we can even use it as sort of a self-protective mechanism where if someone has hurt us repeatedly, we kind of hold this unforgiveness between us like a wall so that we can protect ourselves from further harm. Yeah, it sometimes feels, I think, safe to have that bitterness and that unforgiveness. But what science, as well as what we know from the Bible, it tells a different story to holding unforgiveness. And the way I often describe it is when we hold unforgiveness, and if we hold it for very long, it often turns into bitterness. And bitterness is like a, uh, an emotional cancer, and it just eats you up. And the sad part of that is the whole time we're holding on to bitterness, the person that we're bitter towards has no idea. I mean, they might know, but it doesn't actually impact them. It's not like thinking mean thoughts really impacts their day. It doesn't change what happened. And all it does is actually erode our emotions to a really negative place within us. So it impacts us actually way more. I've seen people who have been offended, gotten into bitterness, And their bitterness is actually more hurtful than the original offense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like that old saying that um, holding on to unforgiveness is like taking poison for yourself, you know, expecting it to harm the other person. Yeah, and and that's a great metaphor for it. You know, in, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 15, it says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. These are some pretty strong, you know, it's a pretty strong statement of, if you don't forgive, I'm not forgiving you. But if you do forgive, I forgive. And I think it's not, when you look at that verse, it's not about you're not saved anymore or you're not a Christian, that you don't know God. But what it does is I think he, God allows you to stand in that place as judge, and then you've got to take on that responsibility. And that's a heavy weight. It's like a really, really heavy weight. Another thing, so I was saying science as well as the Bible has recognized that forgiveness is actually a really healthy and positive thing in your life. And it's one of the best ways to move forward from the pain that you've experienced. Um, In the journal, it's called Social, Psychological, and Personality Science Magazine. They said they found a link between mind and body. It shows that holding a grudge may not weigh only on your mind, but also upon your physical person. They concluded that a state of unforgiveness is like carrying a heavy burden, a burden that victims bring with them when they navigate the physical world. Forgiveness can lighten this burden. 
So that's their scientific finding. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I've even seen that play out in in life. You know, when you hold on to unforgiveness, it actually impacts your health. The story I always tell... um, there used to be a, a reality show called The Biggest Loser, and it was people that were overweight, and they would go through this season of doing all kinds of exercises and challenges and whatever else to lose weight, right? And whoever lost the most weight won the show. There was one episode, I don't watch a whole lot of reality TV because I'm sort of diametrically opposed to it. Unless you count, you know, watching baseball as reality TV. Well, that's not reality <laughs> TV. So in the show... It was, I don't know, several weeks into it, and everyone had lost some weight. And so what they did is they took the weight that they lost, they put it in a backpack, and then made them walk up and down these stairs. And all the participants, you know, all the the guys on the show were just going, man, this is so hard. I can't believe I lived my life with this much weight that I, you know, went around my life carrying this weight. And I often talk about how unforgiveness is like putting a backpack full of rocks on your back emotionally and walking around with it and it does it makes life so much more difficult to navigate when we are carrying that burden with us of unforgiveness yeah i think we don't really talk about this enough in christian circles and in churches i mean you hear a lot about how when you invite jesus into your heart and submit your life to him that he forgives your sins and cleanses you from all unrighteousness and, and you're saved and all of that but we don't really hear a lot about you have to forgive other people as well so his forgiveness is tied to us forgiving and and that's a really like you were saying before that's a really difficult concept for us to sort of comprehend because we don't talk about it a lot but it is it's I've found just in the inner healing ministry room I found that that really is such an important part of the relationship that we have with God. So when when we when someone's holding on to unforgiveness and God's not forgiving them, then the sin kind of builds up between us and God and like a wall. And a lot of times I find when people come into the ministry room and they say, I can't hear from God, I pray, but I don't really hear his voice, I don't hear him speak to me, I feel like I'm praying into a void and there's nothing going on. A lot of times to me that immediately immediately signals that perhaps that person has unforgiveness in their life because when we hold on to bitterness, when we hold a grudge, when we hold on to that unforgiveness against someone, it builds up a wall between us and them but it also builds up a wall between us and God because God is also not forgiving us while we're not forgiving them. Yeah, completely. And, you know, we we talk about deliverance here on the show and and in fact um, our first episode we shared a story of our first deliverance experience. And to recap a little bit, you know, this couple had been involved in Satan, uh, not Satanism, witchcraft and, and other things. But the thing that was holding her captive and allowed that demonic spirit to influence her was unforgiveness for a person who had hurt her in her past. And when she forgave, we shared this, when she forgave, that demon lost all of its power and it had to leave. And, you know, many times people hear about deliverance or exorcism and they think it's this big, scary thing. For the most part, it's a lot of forgiving. It's a it's a process of forgiving yeah. many times. And there's also repentance and other things uh, that people uh, need to do. But it's forgiveness is like the key thing in deliverance ministry. Yeah, it absolutely is. And the main thing that we aim for in the inner healing room is for people to be able to connect to God and to hear him, feel his presence, that sort of thing. And yes, 
walking people through forgiveness is the main key in that. Yeah. Now, I found that a lot of people have a misconception of what forgiveness actually entails. When we say forgiveness, like we all kind of shake our head and go, I I know what that means. But I do think that a lot of people have misconceptions of what it truly means. Now, forgiveness, as I said before, comes from God's example, where he forgave us of our sins and everything and brought us into a relationship with him. Now, when God forgives us, you know, it's not like one of those infomercials I love when I go to the States, there's all kinds of infomercials and particularly prescription medicine commercials and they'll go whatever the name of it is and it'll do this and that and this and that. And then at the end, you have a guy talking really, really fast, making really, you know. Yeah, all of the possible side effects that could happen to you right now. (laughs) Exactly. It has this fine print to it. Now, God, when he forgives us, he doesn't have fine print. He doesn't go, well, I forgive you for the times that you lied, but I'm not forgiving you for this and that. He forgives us completely. There's no fine print in that process of salvation and forgiveness through Jesus. And so then he says, I want you to do like I did. I want to follow my example and be forgiving to others. And always I get a pushback when I, when I make this statement. You don't know what happened to me. You don't know what they did. That's, yeah. that's a really common pushback. And I think people say that because they believe that forgiveness means you're saying, what that person did is fine, it's okay, I'm not impacted by it, and it, and I'm, you know, I'm all right with it. But that's not what forgiveness is. Not at all. And godly forgiveness, if you want to know what godly forgiveness looks like, it's basically releasing the other person's indebtedness to you. So when I create an offense between between us it creates a a relational emotional indebtedness so i've taken something from you or caused harm that's created this debt now there's no way just like in salvation there's no way for me to pay back my debt and in our earthly relationships there's no way to take back even if it's just words that have been spoken that have hurt someone's feelings something as simple as calling someone a name or making a statement that hurts someone's feelings, you can, you can say sorry. You can go, well, I didn't mean that, or I, I spoke out of anger or whatever, but you can't take back the words that you spoke. And so that debt is there. And you really can't make reparations for it in any real tangible way that fix that. I mean, I know in the court system we sue people and they get money for damages that they've experienced. But, you know, if you have a car wreck and you lose your leg – giving me a million dollars from the loss of my leg doesn't change the fact that I'm hobbling around on one leg for the rest of my life. It doesn't really take its place. And in spiritual terms and in the terms of forgiveness, it's the same sort of thing, saying sorry, being repentant, all those things. Those are lovely, wonderful things, but it doesn't take back the harm that's been caused or or fix it in any way. It doesn't bring healing. And so in the godly forgiveness, what it is is basically saying, I'm going to hand over this debt that I have no way of recouping, and I'm going to give it to you, God, and you can handle it. See, when we hold unforgiveness, it's as if we are trying to be the judge. And God says, you're not a righteous judge. You don't have the power to actually repay or to fix this problem. And so what we do is we stand in God's place trying to judge, and it doesn't work. But when we hand that off to him, who is a righteous judge, he's able to make the righteous judgment. He's able to judge and to sentence, to punish, to show mercy, whatever it is that he wants to do because he's the righteous judge. It hands it off to him. So if we think of it 
not so much as a hurt, but as a debt that we can't recoup, then we give it to God and he's able to deal with it. Yeah. I think one of the things that people have a hard time with as well is when there's no repentance from the other person. And so I hear this a lot from people. Yeah, but we don't have to forgive someone unless they repent first. And I would say to that, you can choose to live that way if you'd like, but I know personally from my my experience and my testimony and the, the way that forgiveness has operated in my life, how much freedom it has given me, how much it's released me from things like anxiety and um, anger and bitterness and all those things. And when they leave, when those things leave you, you feel so light and happy and free and you know full of the joy of salvation. If you don't release those things, you if you don't release forgiveness, if you don't let go of the bitterness you won't experience that joy. You won't be able to have that intimacy with God. And those things are really important to me. Having intimacy with God is really important to me. You know, over the years, I've grown closer and closer to him in my relationship. I don't want to give that up. I love his presence. I love spending time with him. I love that he talks to me and shares things with me and I talk to him and I know that he hears my voice and we have this intimate relationship. I don't want to give that up and I also don't want to give up the peace that I feel and the joy that I have inside of me from the relationship that I have with him and I know that when I allow unforgiveness to come into my life and I'm holding onto a grudge against someone because it happens to all of us all the time, like there's always going to be someone hurting your feelings, doing something that harms you in some way and so we all have these times where we need to operate from a place of forgiveness and we can choose not to you know for example I've had a friend hurt me and I have not had any closure in that situation they've never apologized for what they did but I can choose to forgive them anyway because my peace and the joy that God brings to my life and my intimacy with him matters so much to me that I'm not willing to let that go one of the things I want to pick up on with with what you just said is you were talking about freedom See, when we hold that unforgiveness, it's, it's a tie. It's a connectedness to the person who offended us. As long as we hold unforgiveness, we, we stay connected to that person and to that pain. If you ever want to get past that pain and get to a place of healing and wholeness and joy and all the things that you were just speaking of, you have to release that and let God heal you. But as long as you hold on to it, you stay connected to that person. Now, I know I've sat with so many people that the last thing they want to do is still be connected to the person who hurt them. They want to be as far away from that person as possible. But when we hold unforgiveness, it's like it's a bond that stays there. And you carry that with you, as we were talking about before, like a backpack full of of rocks. Well, I, I feel like we can all relate to that because I know personally, if someone's harmed me and I've held on to that, not it's not even like an anger against them, but maybe it's just pain. Like maybe they just hurt me in some way. Whenever I think about them, their name comes into my mind or someone mentions them or I see them, I feel a physical pain. I don't know if other people experience that, but I actually feel a physical pain inside of me. And so when I forgive and let that go, I'm able to see that person and say hi and smile and interact with them and not feel that pain. And that connection is gone. Like you say, it breaks that connection of pain whenever you associate with that person. So I think it's just a really freeing thing to be able to say, I forgive. Even if you haven't repented, even if you've never said sorry, you don't even acknowledge that you did something wrong, I still choose to forgive. And I think... 
we miss most of the time is that we think about forgiveness is about the other person. It's actually for us. Like, it's not for them. Really, it's not a get-out-of-jail-free card or anything like that. It's about us, and it's about our emotional, spiritual health. And we forgive for ourselves. We're not forgiving for that other person. Yeah. We're not saying what they did was okay. We're not saying that it doesn't matter or that it wasn't harmful. We're not condoning it. And we're certainly not saying we have to be in relationship with that person again. We can we can still have healthy boundaries and say, you know, this person, whenever I'm around them, they hurt me. They're harmful. They're not safe to be around. I'm putting up healthy boundaries. That's okay. You can do that. You can forgive and maintain your healthy boundaries. You can forgive and say that behaviour is, is not okay, but I choose to forgive you. I choose to give it to God. Yeah, I love that you pointed out that forgiveness, and nowhere in the Bible does forgiveness include reestablishing relationship. He never says forgive and be their best friend. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're married, forgiveness does include reestablishing a relationship, thankfully. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. <laughs> but it just depends on the situation. Like, yeah. if it's your parents, for example, then yes, you're going to have a relationship with them. And some people will say, well, my parents are really toxic and I don't want to be around them. Have healthy boundaries. That's fine. You can have healthy boundaries with parents, um, but also forgive them and still be in relationship. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up parents because many times that's who we need to forgive. Yeah. Because no matter how sincere or how hard we try as parents, we make mistakes. I mean, you and I love our kids so much. We sacrifice for them. We probably spoil them, all kinds of stuff. But, yeah, we've made, we've made mistakes in our relationship with them. And no doubt things have been said that have hurt feelings or who knows what. But a lot of times the people we do need to forgive are usually close to us, like our family, so parents, siblings, uh, spouses, all, all those yeah. people. And because you and I are so aware of how forgiveness operates in the spiritual realm, we talk with our children a lot about forgiveness, and we, if we do hurt them, we always go and say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have hurt you that way, or I shouldn't have said those things, or whatever it was, and we talk to them about forgiveness, and so they know how powerful forgiveness is because we talk to them about forgiving their friends or you know anything that's going on in their life and so they operate from that place already which is really such a huge step above what you and I would have ever known about at that age yeah definitely I want to take a step back um, to something that you were saying about feeling physical pain when you haven't forgiven someone when they've hurt you and you think of them you actually have physical pain something I learned a while back sometimes we do forgive people And like sincerely, we forgive them, but we still are experiencing the pain of what they did. What I would say in that circumstance, a lot of people go, well, maybe you didn't forgive them or you haven't forgiven forgiven them enough or that kind of thing. Sometimes we just need to then stop and ask God to heal the place within us that was Yeah, that's a good point. Sometimes it's not about, I just have to say forgiveness prayers every single day until this goes away. But if you have sincerely forgiven someone, but there's still pain in your life from that, from whatever happened then maybe it's just time to ask God to heal where you've been hurt. Mm. And uh, that way you can move forward. And I found also that sometimes that can be an indicator that there's some element of shame on your part as well. So you may have forgiven them, but you might be holding on to some shame about the interaction. And so it's really just a matter of giving that to God and saying, God, I give you the shame and I, and I ask that you heal that. Well, I don't want to end without giving at least an example of how to forgive someone. So in 
many years of sitting with people and leading them through forgiveness prayers, I found that language, and I like to make language really concise when, I, when I'm leading someone, but I, I like to make it very intentional that it has all the meaning there. So if maybe today what we've spoken about has brought up a memory or someone that you need to forgive, and it's always a great thing if you're having a bad week and you're feeling emotions and you're not even sure why a great question to always ask God is God is there anyone I need to forgive because sometimes we don't even realize that there's unforgiveness there but if you want to forgive that person today and I would really encourage you to regardless of whatever it is that they've done it's just a simple prayer and it's a declaration I think the reason we pray these things and we pray these things out loud is because it's not just saying some words we know from the Bible that our words have authority, that they carry authority. And as we say these words out loud, even if it's just a whisper, it has authority and it's a declaration of what I was saying before of handing over a debt to God and giving up our right to judge and letting him be the righteous judge. So if you want to pray a prayer today, this is the simple prayer. In Jesus' name, I choose to forgive. And you add their name in there. And then for how they have harmed me. So you might say for the words that they spoke, for not being there when I needed them, for whatever, whatever it may be, for the way that they hurt me, what they took from me. In Jesus' name, I release them now from my ungodly judgments, and I choose to bless them. And a prayer, that's four or five sentences. I choose to forgive for what they did. I choose to release them from my ungodly judgments, and I choose to bless them. That's a powerful, short prayer that I believe if you will pray that sincerely from your heart and release that stuff to God, you will see a change in your life. You will see that God works in that. And if there are hurts and pains that are still there, ask God, add to that prayer, God, would you now heal my heart, heal the part of me that was harmed in that way, heal my brokenness, whatever it may be. And God is faithful, and he's loving, and he's good, and he will do that. And then you're free. You're yeah. free from what happened. It's, it's an amazingly powerful thing that you can do in your life. And, and you can do it even if you're not feeling like forgiving a person. If you are thinking about somebody right now that's come to your mind and you think, I, I don't want to forgive that person. I, I, can't, I can't forgive them. We would just encourage you to make the decision, as Eric said, to make the choice to say the words. And when you say the words and you make that choice – then the feeling actually follows later. And you can just keep asking God. Sometimes I'll say to God, I choose to forgive. Will you help me to feel that forgiveness? Yeah, it's definitely not a feeling. If you're waiting for the feelings, you might be waiting a long time. So that's a great point. That's a really good point. Well, we're really glad that you joined us today on the Kingfisher podcast. Um, I really pray that our discussion on forgiveness has impacted your life, maybe challenged you a little bit. And our prayer for for you going ahead is that God will give you the strength to forgive even when it's really, really hard and you don't want to. As Bronwyn was saying, make it a choice. It's a choice to forgive. So this is the Kingfisher Podcast with Eric and Bronwyn Whitley. Thanks for listening. Give us some likes, leave comments if you like, and we'll catch you next time.